SV Pod is presented by DraftKings. Coming up today, we're changing the name. Three shows in, it's over. New name. Stanford Steve stops by. Patrick Holmes visiting with us from Disney World. We'll get into some college basketball as well. Also, the NFL season now over, which is a bummer. It means the NBA moves front and center. For everything you need to know about the NBA, check out the Woj Pod. Download and subscribe to the Woj Pod and the SV Pod, soon to have a new name, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The big game might be over, but the action isn't slowing down yet. As one football season ends, another begins. Celebrate the kickoff of the new professional football season starting this weekend with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, and catch mean more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. So if you've been thinking about trying a new type of one-day fantasy football, now is the time to play. Because nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a shot at over $100,000 in prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use code SVP. New users enter code SVP during sign-up and play for a shot at $100,000 in prizes this weekend. That's code SVP and play for your shot at $100,000 in prizes this weekend only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. One, two, free? Free. Say the next number. Four. This is SVP has a pod episode four. That's an official announcement right off the top. But just change the artwork. SVP has a pod. Roche, get on that. We just it's because SV pod. It's like SVP has a pod. Just put has over it. Just have someone cross it out and put like a crayon writing, like graffiti over it, and we'll just call it SVP has a pod. We'll get Roche on it. It's easy, right? Easy yeah. fix. Like, does this matter? Rockhold, are we good? Like, I, just, I mean, it's your pod, so you can do it. That's what the I'm hell saying. <laughs> All right, it's called SVP has a pod. Episode what? Four. Bang. Let's go. Super Bowl 54. 54. I don't know if it's dated content now. I think it's a big enough game we can cut, we can talk about it a bit. The biggest. You know, Mahomes is going to win like eight Super Bowls now. (laughs) I mean, right? Eight or nine. He's really good and he wasn't great in this game. San Francisco had him buttoned up. It's 20 to 10. There's seven and change and. And they're not going to win. Mm-hmm. And then they do. And the scariest part of who he is is, and I said this on SportsCenter about five times, more than any other player in the NFL, he makes me think you have to be almost perfect almost the whole game. And if you're not, he'll beat you. Do you do you sense? Do you have yes. the same sense of that? Absolutely. And when he's on, forget it. You're cooked. But he hits one pass. Like, it's amazing to me how the entire conversation changes. And this has happened a lot in Super Bowls lately, right? I mean, Seattle decides not to run it on the goal line. They throw it. And the entire conversation is different as a result of a couple of plays. And so it turns into Shanahan sucks. Garoppolo can't do it. And I, I resist that entirely because for much of the game, the play calling was good enough and Garoppolo was good enough. It's mm-hmm. going to be a completely different storyline if Mahomes doesn't hit one play, then get a third and ten pi in the end zone, which gets him right to the goal line. Like no, nobody ever plays back in their brain the things that have to happen. Like, yeah. you say, like what happens in games? It happens. It happens. It just happens. And but then there's it's a football game. But there's no nuance to the conversation afterwards because we've got to make these declarations that are these headlines that are all encompassing. And I just resist that. Like is Mahomes the best player in the NFL? Yeah. 
Does he have a chance to win a bunch of Super Bowls? Yeah. But when you pay him 40 million bucks and all of a sudden that available cap shrinks to spend cash on the rest of the guys, like your window is best with these younger quarterbacks when they're younger. More dough. No doubt. And so what will happen when they pay him what he absolutely should get? Mm-hmm. Then it becomes more challenging. So, and I always go back to the, the, the OKC, Durant, Harden, Westbrook team. They're three dudes under the age of 25. They made it to the NBA Finals. We got a dynasty, man. Dynasty. <laughs> they all have won MVPs. None of them play there and they didn't get back. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl 10 years ago. He's 26. Hasn't been back. Dan Marino made it to a Super Bowl. He's as badass as there's ever been. He never got back. Ever. I'm not saying Mahomes won't get back. I think he will. I think he'll win more Super Bowls. I just see the kind of conversation that takes place afterwards, and it's dynasty, and they're going to win a zillion, and it's like, I just, I can't take it. (laughs) It just drives me crazy. It really does. But there's also a part to me, though, that, you know, I have friends that I, 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 you know, we, and then the other friends talk about like, hey, why did that guy ever date her? Why did he marry her? You know, and it's like, oh, maybe he likes to be miserable. Now I'm, I'm starting to think that you like to be perturbed by conversation you see on the old Twitter. Not Twitter. It's everywhere. It's media, all media. Okay. It's everybody that does what we do. Okay. Not everybody. Can you avoid it? Yeah, but I, but in the, in the interest of just, of, of trying to create content, which mm-hmm. is what we're all doing, trying oh, to no. go on TV and, and, and talk about what's going on. You just, you are constantly consuming content and the opinion of others. And, and maybe they're going to be right. It's just, it feels like everyone has this need to say, oh, he's going to win like eight. Eight? <laughs> Or whatever the number is that you think. Like one Throw is, a number out there. One is a lot. One is a lot. And by the way, with seven and a half to go, his chances of winning it were 96.4 uh. against. And that's dumber than saying that he's going to win 10. If I have shot 100 free throws and made 96, then that means... I'm a 96% free throw shooter. If I get the ball and have to line, you're like, man, he's got a 96% chance to make it because he's made 96 out of 100. When we say that they're, what was it? What, what, what's the term? The win, win probability. There you go. The win probability for San Francisco at that point was 96.4. Have there been a hundred games with Patrick Mahomes down 20 to 10 with seven and a half on facing third and 15? Not no. That I, not that I recall. No, there's answers. No. And so saying that like it's a fact makes no sense because, well, that's, well, that's the win probability based on the rest of the NFL. That's not him. He wasn't on the field. So when I said that the other night at Sports Center, I wanted to, op- I wanted the earth to open up and swallow me whole because I just wanted to, I, I, I can't believe I said that because I resist that. Like if context in life matters. Pat Mahomes hasn't played 100 games and lost 96 of them in that situation. And by the way, we have a stat that flies completely opposite that, which is this. Nobody in the NFL, since he's been in the league as a starter, has a better QBR when facing third and 15 or more. His QBR in that situation is, amazingly enough, 
96%. That's real. That's a real that thing. That happened. That's based on what he has done. Data. The rest of the NFL's QBR in that situation, amazingly enough, is four. So he's 92 points better in QBR in a third and 15 situation than anyone else. That's a real thing based on real data. Not a made-up number. or That's not made up. It's based on other people that aren't him. I'm heated. Yeah, I mean, we got a long day here, pal. <laughs> I know. You got to save a little here. Sports Center coming right. later. Gotta, You're not playing all 48 minutes tonight. <sighs> I'm just. And we got a Terps game. I know. I just. Yikes. All right. Well, I'll try to. I'll try to ramp it back. But I just. I, and J Max here, researcher slash producer, and I know that he just he rolls his eyes at me because he he's a math guy. And I get, I get, I'm not protesting. Providing content, Scott. I, I'm not protesting math guy entirely. But just don't tell me that that 96.96% win probability applied to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Because there's no, there's no data that, that says that that's what it is. Yeah, but you said it on SportsCenter. I sure did. <laughs> Back to the podcast in just a second. Fellas, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And it's possibly the only day of the year you do want to get caught with your pants down. Hey now. If that does happen, you need to make sure you're wearing Tommy John, the most stylish, comfortable, and functional underwear out there. What better way to show how much you care than by replacing your old-fashioned, tattered underwear with something you both can be proud of, Tommy John. When you're in Tommy John underwear, the legs never ride up, the waistband never rolls down, and it's even impossible to get a wedgie. And for the lady in your life, Tommy John has officially ended visible panty lines. Plus, they have the most comfortable bras on the planet to complete her look. So if you're still looking for the perfect gift, Tommy John has limited edition Valentine's Day underwear and loungewear gift sets for him and her. Plus, all sets are 10% off. Tommy John's so sure you and your partner are going to love the fit and feel that it's all backed by their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. That means if you don't love your first pair, you get a full refund. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop limited edition Valentine's Day gift sets and get 20% off your first order when you go to TommyJohn.com slash SVP. That's TommyJohn.com slash SVP for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash SVP. I got I got a thought up here for the Super Bowl. Please. Okay? I'm all ears. I, watching the game again, I really wanted, I think you heard me say this, I really wanted the Damian Williams touchdown on the out-of-bounds to be ruled Short on the goal line. Why? Think about the circumstance you would have had. Right? You're down three. Down three. What? Four and change? Yep. Not even, maybe. Inside the one. What do you do? 100% he goes for it. They've shown you that all game long. Because they have three timeouts left? Because they, because they're convinced they can, they're going to score. Oh, the three timeouts is big, sure. Okay. Because, because. I just wanted to see that, man. That well, would have been incredible. I, look, I totally agree. Just from, like, you couldn't have the, the, the stakes could not be larger oh, in American sports. It, you're down three. You're like, you know what the hell with it? We're going for it. We've already done it. Like, Mahomes got blasted early in the game when he ran for the first down, got knocked, the ball got knocked backwards. They had that fun play where they did the Backstreet Boys and all spun. Yep. And that was based off a Michigan play in the Rose Bowl a zillion years ago. Like, they were going for it. I'm sure they would have gone for it. Um, they had all the momentum in the world, and it, but it would have been fascinating just to see it. What do they call? What do they do? If San Francisco, Even if San Francisco would have got a stop, they'd have been on their inch line with the Chiefs having three timeouts. Yeah. I mean, and then we would have seen a different side of Garoppolo. We would have seen, well, what would they do? Like, how, can they, could they have gotten a first down or two? Um, I thought it was an, I thought it was not a beautiful game, obviously, but those games largely become that. I, I expected, I, I said it, 
we were at a Super Bowl party. Shout out to our boys at Wheels Up. I said I said San Francisco and low. That's what I liked for the game because I thought that it would be what it was. I thought their defense would make it harder on Mahomes than, than it had mm-hmm. been. They, and they did, did. And they did. I thought San Francisco would be able to control line of scrimmage, run it, play call, play action, do all the things they were doing up until that three and out, that yep. fateful three and out. And they did until they didn't. And Kansas City's ability to, to avalanche you and score 21, mm-hmm. as it turns out, in the fourth, all credit to them. I mean, they're worthy champs. Uh, it, it was, as I said, not a beautiful game. I still thought a fun game, a compelling game. And I believe Mahomes can win more. I just think it's, I just think right now, the, the, the urge to suggest that it becomes a dynasty flies in the face of so many, so much data that has shown that that's just not the case. Whether it's how much money you're going to have to devote to him, which makes it harder, whether it's how hard it is to get back, uh, and whether it's the fact that sometimes what seems so obvious, OKC's got a dynasty. Look at these. They're they're not even 25. Neither's Mahomes. Mm. You, you never know, man. Like, enjoy the now. Enjoy the now. And, and the thing that, the good thing about Kansas City, you don't have to tell them to enjoy the now. Cause those, remember what they did? Remember they, how they turned out for that Royals parade? Like, that fan base is awesome. Awesome. 50 years they've been loyal. 50 years they've been waiting. And, you know, they're going to get their parade Wednesday of this week. And I can't even imagine how many people will be out there. The weather won't make any damn difference at all. Uh, they're a phenomenal, phenomenal fan base. And they got the best player in the NFL. He stopped by Sports Center. Off of, well, you know what? I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to cheat the interview because I believe we start with a the the most important question you have to begin with when you talk to somebody who's just won a Super Bowl the night before. Joined now by the Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes joining us from Disney World in Orlando. And Patrick, first of all, thanks, man. I always start these interviews with the same question: If you laid down and closed your eyes to sleep last night, at what time and how much sleep did you get? Uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep. I'll say it was more like a power nap than anything. Uh, just when, just celebrating with the guys and then uh, getting uh, the press conference early this morning and now at Disney World. I mean, you couldn't even uh, have dreamt it to, to be this way. Yeah, that's it. They call it the Magic Kingdom and dreams come true. I took my daughter there and, and it, it's real, man. You go there and, and little kids' dreams come true. But you're living a real-life dream when you wake up from that power nap, Patrick, and you try to process the reality you're living in. Yeah. How do you make it make sense? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a bunch of fun. I mean, honestly, uh, to be in the this on this organization, on this team, with the guys I have around me that are just my brothers that, that love football and love the relationships that we build. I mean, it's been special. And uh, now we're, we we got the championship, and we get to go celebrate in Kansas City all together. So it's third and 15. That defense has been keeping you and your team in check as much as anybody really has all year. And then, obviously, you hit that one to Tyreek. Do you remember anything specific, Patrick, about line of scrimmage, what you saw, what you're thinking as that play begins to unfold that changed the entire trajectory of the game? Yeah, we had we had ran a very similar play earlier in the game, and Tyreek had gotten kind of pressed off the line, but we knew that how with how the safeties were playing on third downs that we had a chance of kind of running that play where he went in at that safety and then ran away from him, and uh, we we just went with it. We knew we were going to have to have a good protection with that with that defensive line that was playing really good football, and the offensive line gave me just enough time to put it out there to Tyreek, and he made a great play. I underthrew him a little bit, but he was so open that uh, he he could still make the play on it, and uh, and uh, I think guys. The guys that just started making plays in the fourth quarter and we found a way to get the win. Patrick, I, I'm a big believer in, in dreaming big. I mean, I'm a bald-headed idiot with my own show, so I'm proof that you might as well, right? But, like, you're you're the youngest yeah. guy ever to be the MVP of the league and win a Super Bowl and be a Super Bowl MVP, and yet it seems like to you 
this all kind of feels right and normal. I guess, I guess are these realities in line with what you dreamed would happen? Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, it's a little bit more than I dreamed what, what could happen coming into the NFL at this at this age. But uh, I, I think I was put in a great situation, and I always, I always talk about it. But uh, to be able to learn from Ali Smith and then uh, be with Coach Reed and to have the playmakers I have around me with a culture of winning, I was put in the perfect situation, and I try to maximize it every single day. And uh, it's been good so far, and I'm going to try to keep it going. When you have already done this much, at such a young age, how, how does it change, if at all, kind of the, your, your view looking forward of what you hope might be? Yeah, I mean, you just want to go out there and do more. You want to go out there and win more Super Bowls. You want to go out there and keep competing with this team. And uh, you understand it's a hard process. It's hard to get there. Uh, but with the guys I have around me, uh, we have the, the attitude and the mindset to go out there and try to do this again next year. How long will it take you to get back to the people in your phone? <laughs> Uh, it's going to take a while. I have like 270 messages right now, so I'm going uh, to have to spend the whole day on it after the parade or something. Any, any, have you had any chance to sort of see like, wait, I don't even know who this is. Holy crap, that's so-and-so. Have you had that, that moment where somebody that you like somebody you really admire has reached out? Yeah, I think the uh, funniest thing is as I was looking through the messages, I saw I had a message from Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Troy Polamalu, Brooks Kepka, uh, Bobby Wagner, all these guys, and just uh, have that support and uh, from everybody from from different sports. I mean, it just shows that uh, it was special what we did, and uh, I have a lot of respect for those guys, and I appreciate them reaching out. Patrick, you keep doing what you're doing, man. They're going to have to try to convince their friends that they know you, man. You are on an amazing trajectory. Uh, we've been trying to have you on. This is as great a time as any. I congratulate what you did and enjoy this day and get some sleep, my friend. Uh, I will. I appreciate you having me. That's Patrick Mahomes, 24 years old, the MVP of the league last year, Super Bowl this year, Super Bowl MVP. Did he deserve it? No. Who should it have been? I think you could have made that uh, argument. Obviously, for Damian Williams, I think Tyreek Hill had a chance too. Yeah, he had like nine for a hundred and something. Um, the game statistically was not pretty. No, it was, it was an you odd. Know, looking at the prop bets, yeah, the overs, uh, like not a lot came in. Odd, ugly game. I, I, I think it was Williams, just because what Williams, the, Williams, the prop on Williams was like over under like mid fifties for rushing yards, and he obviously obliterated that that late touchdown run. But I mean, just the impact of his plays, uh, I, I thought you could easily have made a case. But look, I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes, and almost always it's the quarterback. You mentioned prop bets on the yeah. show. On the show, we covered this one. Uh, we had a we have a segment on SportsCenter if you've not seen it called Boo or Woo. It's it's why our show's really regarded highly um, for highbrow content. <laughs> if you think yes, woo. If you think no, boo. So hence the segment's called Boo or Woo. And this was one of the prop bets we covered. Mahomes rushing yards, 27 and a half. Now that's that over. I didn't say woo there, but I liked it. I liked over 27 and a half. Now it ended up closing at around what? 33 and a half, 32 and a half. Because as we talked about on SportsCenter, the most underappreciated element to his game is his ability to run and, and extend plays. And then like, sure, I'm looking deep for Tyreek. That's easier. But if you, you, if, if everybody goes out of coverage, I'll take those yards. I mean, and it, he was going to win that, that was coming in. Over 30, whatever. And then there were three consecutive knees late. And of all of the, of all the texts and tweets that we've gotten all year about bad beats, I'd say that's the one we heard from, from more people than anything else. The Mahomes over rushing that he got, they got crushed with three, three late knees where he lost like 15 yards. It's, it's amazing 
to see the outpour because of you see how many people lay some shekels on the Super Bowl. You see how many people who don't but were with people who do are like, oh, my God, that you lost? Yep. That's terrible. Um, so it's, it's pretty bad. Quick story, Scott. We used to have an offensive coordinator in college that when we would have wins, he would watch, we call it secure the win. That's, that's that play, right? Mm -hmm. You put the two guys up front, you put somebody guys 15 yards back, quarterback gets under center. Victory formation. Right? right. Yeah. Secure the win, whatever. Same thing. And the quarterback, you know, we, we were under, we were, uh, you know, pro style, but we were always under center and the quarterback would take a knee. When we would win a game on Sunday night, our offense coordinator would bring the quarterbacks in with the offensive line, and we would watch the kneel downs because he would be damned if the quarterback took two steps back and ruined the rushing yardage that the O-line created for the game. <laughs> so it was always like, all right, is that a good one? Is that a good one? And just to see what Mahomes has done, and it's an epidemic all over. Every shotgun team does it. They, I mean, it's a five-yard loss. You know, I mean, Mahomes Epidemic. is under center. Epidemic. It, it is. Ola, ask O-Lyman across the country. It, it's bad, man. Well, you, and, you're, I mean, think about the snaps that those guys put in to try and, you know, s- secure the win and those rushing yards and, wow, I have a 15. feeling. I have a feeling the parade in Kansas City and those rings are going to offset any any pain that might have been felt. I get it. Brady's famous for it. That's why Brady will, like, they'll put Hoyer in to take the knees. No because, doubt. And and when he, if he is in to take the snaps, he'll he'll plow forward because famously, you know, his his rush yards, didn't he get like over? One and a half, half I think it was. Well, he got, over, he got over like a thousand yards rushing in his career and he made a big deal out of it. Now, like, he doesn't want to go back <laughs> below it. So, I, I get it. In this case, lots and lots of people were on the wrong end of, mm. uh, of that. My apologies to you. Uh, thoughts and prayers as always. Um, all right, we're going to pivot into some college basketball here because I mean, for I, I mean, I, that was something we were going to get to before, and I think that there's some significant questions just about who the hell is any good. Before we do that, we gave you a voicemail number. We got a guy that called into a voice. We got we got one. I mean, it might be the only one we got. All right, but hey, let's just, let's just, let's see what we got. Somebody so, called. Sweet. Yeah, who's on the phone? Hey guys, this is Jordan in North Carolina, and I just got to know. How much different is the bar scene in Palo Alto, Steve, versus College Park in Maryland? By the way, Scott, the Terps are missed in the league. Love the show, guys. That's an ACC call. I miss the ACC, too. I miss the ACC that was the ACC before yeah. it became, like, the, the, the love child of a Big East ACC orgy. <laughs> you know, like, oh, cool, we got a Big East. We got a big game coming up with our rivals in the ACC, Pitt. Then we play Syracuse. Uh, Chestnut Hill. Awesome. It went, cool. No offense, Chestnut Hill. I mean, I, I, it's fine. There's lovely people. It's just not the ACC. Uh, I, I don't know the bar scene in Palo Alto. I do know. I mean, when we go to College Park, I obviously. didn't either, Scott. I was at the library. There you go. Not tell them about the close. Tell them about the keg you had in the wall. The kegerator, yeah. You, you had it My like roommate. in the You put it in a wall? Put it in the We had a refrigerator in the garage, and the wall of the garage was into our living room. So the refrigerator had the keg. And then he built the kegerator with the tubes and all that. And then we had the tap right on the living room wall. So you just sit on the couch. Bang. Ladies. Right there. Ladies. Science. Easy pour right here. Right. You, nobody has to get up. Just sit right here. So it sounds to me like, A, Steve was either in the library or in the couch of his of his uh, abode. Mm-hmm. And then, Maryland, uh, you just go to Bentley's. Just I'm going to put the, uh, one thing. Go to Bentley's. I would, get, I would guess or I would rather wager that – the drinks are a little bit cheaper in College Park than Palo Alto. 
probably, and 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 more and more voluminously consumed in, in College Park. Yeah, you guys are out Better there. Better businesses. Yeah, well, you guys are out there inventing apps and such. Yeah. It's a whole different right. lot. I mean, although it's changed a lot in College Park, people like me would not get in these days. Um, but that's okay because you know, no chance. Your name's on the building. I couldn't get into the journalism school that I'm on the board of now. That's 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 all you need to know about me. All right, that's how and and that's my moral to that's my lesson to them. I'm like, look, I was a get done guy. I wasn't a GPA guy, but people from my era, we weren't we we weren't maybe as smart, but we got stuff done. Yeah, I'll put us against the smart kids that can't figure out like Ooh. how do you hey how do I book a how do I figure out life right challenge. I'm not. They're smarter. But, you know, SATs versus street IQ. I'll take the street IQ all day. This call is sponsored by DraftKings. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at over $1 million in prizes. Download the DraftKings app and enter code SVP at sign-up. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. If you want to leave a message and potentially have it aired, give us a call at 860-506-5884. Again, 860-506-5884. All right. I'm looking at the rankings, right? College basketball. Who's good? Here's your top four. Baylor, Gonzaga, Kansas, San Diego State. Can you see a tournament where all four of those are the one seeds? No. No chance. No chance. No chance. Why? Because ultimately the committee is going to say, are we really comfortable Putting a WCC team and a Mountain West team as ones. East Coast bias. Huh? East Coast bias. No, Ken Palm bias. Oh. The beauty of me and Ken Palm is I hated Ken Palm when he didn't like Maryland, but now that Maryland's top 10 Ken Palm, J-Mac, you're on the other side of the glass. You know I've turned into I'm Mr. Ken Palm. Nobody hated him more. Now I'm like, Ken Palm, Terps top 10. And by the way, San Diego State's top, they're four, Ken Palm. Yeah. That league, and here, let me say this. Let me start with you, San Diego State. I haven't seen you play, and I'm not going to act like I have. You ever party there? Pardon? You ever party at San Diego State? No, but it's my understanding, Steve, that that, let's just say that we don't want to put the bar scene at our place or your place up against that place. Checkmate. <laughs> I I haven't seen you play a bunch. You've been on, and I look up, and I know Flynn Malachi Flynn. Him I know is a, I know he's a really good guard. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem with you. There are Wetzel. There are ten top thirty Ken Palm teams in the Big Ten. Ten, a third of the top thirty are in the Big Ten. There are two top eighty teams and. In the Mountain West, in Ken Palm. How many? Two top 80. So what I'm telling you is, I have no idea. If they go unbeaten, bully for them. And they got to win against Iowa early in the year. Mm -hmm. Iowa's gotten better since, but it's, uh, hey, I think that's a good Iowa team. That's a good win. They beat Creighton, and Creighton's pretty good. I can really shoot it. But outside of that, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. And here's the thing. Listen carefully, please, San Diego State fans. I'm not saying you're not good. I just am saying I don't know how good you are. And I don't know how we're going to know until we get to the tournament and you play somebody. Like, say they're a one. And if they're a one, that's fine. But they're going to play an eight, nine that's from some rugged league. Like, say it's a big 10. Say it's, say it's the back end of the big 10. And you could say, well, hey, we already beat Iowa. Yeah, you did. 
it's it's tough for me to know what they are. And I'm just I'm I'm shrugging where Gonzaga has proven through the years they have they have the thing that Dabo Swinney was talking about this year with Clemson. Like, hey, can we get a little bit of can we get a little benefit of the doubt? Gonzaga gets benefit of the doubt because they've won like thirty five or something consecutive games in their league. They play a, a tough out of conference schedule and I know I know what Fuse got because mm-hmm. I've seen it through the years. San Diego State, I don't know enough, and I'm admitting I don't. But I I have a hard time thinking that that you, there will be two West Coast lesser than conference teams that get one seeds. Okay, Do you, but if San Diego State goes, runs a the table, they're getting a one. I don't know what the argument against is, particularly okay. partic- that- particularly with the metrics, obviously liking them, and again. Used to hate Ken Palm, now love Ken Palm because Ken Palm likes Maryland. Go Ken Palm! I'm admitting lots of stuff here today, like great that, that I just haven't seen the I haven't seen the Aztecs enough to know. Okay, so I'm not I'm not making a value judgment. I just I don't know how you can say for sure. Um, as for Baylor, like they're the one team that I watch and I go. The more I watch them, I go. They have adults on their team. Yes, they do. They ha- they are deep with adults, and it's interesting the way Drew builds a team. You get some JC guys, you get some transfer guys, and you look out there and you don't see a lot of guys that look like kids. Mm-mm. You have you have a bunch of adults, and I've watched them on the road. Uh, I watched them go to Florida. Florida is a really weird oh. team. They started the year in the top five, and they've lost a bunch of games. Um, but they went to Gainesville and. Florida started quick and Baylor just dismissed them easily. Um, they went to Fog Allen and won easily. Uh, I, I keep thinking at some point they're going to stumble on the road. The Big 12 is not as good this year. Uh, it's not as deep as it's been. Uh, but that's that they certainly have the look of a one seed. So does Kansas. I mean, can you have, can you have, are you telling me you could have two one seeds from a bad Imagine. Big 12 and two West Coast teams? I just can't believe that that's possible. No chance that happens. Okay. All right, that's. I see. I I like the Big Twelve this year. I I think we know what um, Beard has done at Texas Tech. You're going to hear from them a lot more. I think West Virginia is really underrated. You don't want to see them no, in your you, bracket. Well, for sure, you don't want to see them because you know? because Huggy, who's one of the most underappreciated great coaches in any sport in America. Those guys are going to play you, and they're going to make the refs call the fouls. And their belief is they can't call them all. <laughs> And it is such a pain in the butt to play against that team. I just feel like the back end of that league, and like K State's well, not what it was. No, but you know, I'm I'm just saying, like the tournament teams, those top, those four are pretty darn good. That's fine. You know, I, that's fine. It's just the depth of it, and it's just a, it's just look. Saying it's a weird year in college basketball, I think everyone understands that. But like the we we made the the point on Sports Center the other night. The ACC right now, Lenardi's got three ACC teams in. The last time they only had three in was two thousand. At that point, there were only nine ACC teams. So a third of the league made it, even though only only three did. There's fifteen now. So you're talking three of fifteen with Virginia just on the outside looking in. But Carolina is way down, even with Cole Anthony back now. They're zero and two. Virginia's got some some iffy losses, and they, they just don't have a ton of opportunities to get good wins on the backside. Um, but just look, the big picture of it, for a sport you and I love, mm-hmm. I wonder if this is a mistake to talk about here because I don't know outside I don't know outside of our room where we love the sport. I don't know what people think of it in a year where there aren't five or six obvious lottery type people. I mean, look at the look at the draft. Wiseman from Memphis. Uh, from Memphis, who isn't at uh, Memphis anymore. Nope. Edwards of Georgia, like it's Lamelo Ball. I mean, like these, these guys just, aren't even playing. I understand. So I'm saying two of those three, right? Like <laughs> one guy's in Australia, 
One guy went to Memphis, is like, nah, I'm good. And it, for a lot of people, they need to know who are the guys who are going to go to the NBA to be casually interested in how they do in the in the college game. That's not the issue for me. I, I happen to love the sport. But it is really interesting to see a season where there aren't obvious superstar next-level guys and how it creates this sense that I don't think there's a single team right now that is a lock for the second weekend. Not one. Not one. As good as I think Baylor is from watching them, you're telling me they couldn't play an, an eight, nine, again, mm-hmm. like somebody, again, I don't, I'll say it's a, say it's a back end of the Big Ten team. Like they couldn't slog, slog it down. What's the hell slog it down mean? No ugly, idea. ugly it up, be physical, make it a half court game, make it a tense game. Are you a good enough outside shooting team to make shots when you've got to have them, like, and, 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 and knock them off? Of course not. They, there's, there's just nobody that feels like it would be stunning to not play on the second weekend. Not one. Well, I, that's why I, we'll, we'll save it for next week because I want to ask you how many teams can win a national championship. There's a million <laughs> this year. And it also gets me to my point, which I hate hearing and I'm going to hear it all month. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what's going to be crazy? The tournament? March Madness. Oh boy. But I will say, if people aren't interested, it's a chance to make some money because your bracket, you could do whatever you want in your bracket and you got a chance to, to do well this year. Um, you think? Oh, I mean, look at the, I mean, what, uh, what do they say? What's that big variance? A lot of variance. Stanford Steve, math guy. <laughs> a lot of variance. A lot of var- What's the, what's that thing? Variance. Who are the best four teams in the Big Ten? The best four? Yeah. Uh, Maryland. Michigan State, of course. Um, then it gets I, Illinois. They I worry about their outside shooting, and I really like Iowa. I like what they run. Wow, okay, I like what they run. I don't know. All right, I like Penn State. Ooh, see, yeah, see that. You know, I I think who can I drop that I that I put in front of them though? <laughs> I don't know. They're gonna look. They're that they're gonna make the tournament, which big is, one is a given. But uh, I just. There's just they'll probably get beat by 80 by the time this comes out by Michigan State tonight. But that's a good like, point. I still like Penn State. That, you know, and if they do, if they do, so be it. Michigan State just lost at Wisconsin, who's down a bunch of people, and you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, they probably will. And if that happens, it's just ignore this part. We'll get back to the pod in just a second, but first, hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart, and growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. Cafe Altura's COO Dylan Miskowitz experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. But then he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you can too by signing up free at ZipRecruiter.com slash SVPod. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get a qualified candidate faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash SVPod. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SVPOD. Okay. You, you said you had some questions yeah. for me? Scott on the spot. I want some production next week. All right. All right. So at the, like, Scott at the on the st- spot. At the start of the podcast, we changed the name to SVP has yep. a pod. And now on the back end, Stanford Steve is inventing a new segment. Yes. Somebody out there, one of you sponsor people, buy it. Scott on the spot. Oh, it's big. 
big. Production value. Have some music going. We need that guy that does that. Scott on the spot. Oh yeah, that guy's good. All right, ready? I don't. I have no idea if I'm ready. All right, I'm, here we go. I'm on the spot. Go. The fastest you were ever going when you got caught for speeding. <laughs> <laughs> um, not over a hundred. It was. I got pulled over. It was it was high eighties. Um, not in the nineties. No. Okay. Well, I, the guy said the guy said it was pretty close. Uh, this is before I was famous. <laughs> um, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you the perks of being famous and driving home from here. I've been. I've been. I've been yanked a couple of times, and they're like, uh, I'm wearing a suit. It's 2 in the morning. There's nobody on 84. They just be like, yeah, why don't you slow it down a little bit? When you're just some schmuck driving a mid-sized sedan. Um, Tail lights out. Let me tell that story someday about the time that the time that my high, my light, a lot of quickly, my high beams were the only thing that works. My light, my lights had burnt out. The only thing that worked were the high beam parts of my lights. And so I kept those lights in. I just kept the high beams on at all time. That was when my tags had been, ex- were expired in Maryland. I was driving in Florida and I got pulled over and the guy took my tag and I had to pull over and take the one off the front and put it on the back because in the state of Florida, they only had back tags. So I'm driving with a back tag of an expired car with high beam lights because the lights in the front were out. Again, that was the time when I had to eat, uh, I had to eat spaghetti noodles with just a shed spread because I was out of sauce because we weren't paid. There, there were some grim years for your man, but it was probably somewhere around then that I was driving maybe 90 ish. Um, on the Florida Turnpike, and I got uh, I got pulled over in the eighties. You ninety ish, ninety ish. I. <laughs> but what uh, was the speed limit? It was Florida Turnpike, so I want to say we were we we might have been in a six, we might have been a six well, might have been in a sixty five. I don't even remember. It was it was some dark some, times, dude. Some, some blurry years there. <laughs> it didn't we didn't have a properly registered vehicle or insured? But that's again statute of limitations is probably expired there. Go ahead. Never got popped going ninety, but okay. uh, 80. next. All right, next. How many people do you follow on Twitter? Uh, five hundred and something. Five. It, it fluctuates. I've muted some that just just. Yeah, but you're still following them because you don't want them to know that they're muted. Right. There's there's a few hate follows too. Okay. Uh, well, how about you? I have no idea. You how know, many this I segment's follow. not called "What's Steve." I, I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. I, th- this segment's going to be better if I just answer. I'm sorry. Yes. Five hundred. Right. Five hundred twenty-five. Is up to that many? Yeah. Might have to. Thin it out. Cabinets. Got to thin things out a little bit. All right. And finally, college football stadium you have not been to that you need to get to. I feel like Norman's pretty good. Okay. I've been. I have not been to a game in Norman. I'd like to see that. I've never seen a game in Tuscaloosa. I've been to Tuscaloosa to really. No, I've been to Tuscaloosa to do a uh, a feature game day feature several. But never, never there for for a game day. Now they got all these lights, it's crazy these disco lights. So I crazy. feel like I feel like Norman's. I feel like Norman because my grandma's from Miami and she grew up a Sooner fan. That that feels like a good. And you want to know what? I'm never going to get to any of these. Yep, if they send a plane, you will. That's right. Shout out to Dayton. Uh, on, on Twitter, um, Dayton asked, "Hey, when are we going to get you out here for a game?" I said, "Send me a jet." Aren't you guys the Flyers? Like the school sent you that. The school Twitter feed sent me a thing. When are we going to get you out here for a game? And I and I demanded private. You go back to the school. Send a plane. Hey, right, listen. Take a shot. Right. I mean, I, you know, if you guys want me there, send a jet. And uh, there was a there was a reach. They reached out, and there was you know the exploratory things were going on. There's going to be a, there's going to need to be a little quid pro quo. I mean, maybe we need to do a little something for them, TV wise, or whatever. The dates didn't work out, but let's oh. just say that. Uh, 
There, nobody was asking for anything that was out of bounds. Like, it was just like, hey, we want to see if we can make this work. That's all it was. It was a let's see if we can make it work. It would have been really cool to go out there. Obi Toppin, if you haven't seen him, we didn't mention them when we talked college basketball. They're one of the teams that could get to the Final Four. Absolutely. For, for, for sure. Um, but uh, it's, it's not going to work out. And I'm not, you know what? I, I don't, it's hard for me to get anywhere anymore. You know, I got little kids. Like, Understood. I, That's why I'm asking. I got, I got, it's, schedules get busy, and uh, I like Saturdays. Like you went on, you went to Oxford this year. I think yeah. I thought that was awesome. Oof. How was that? Un- incredible, incredible. I think I got to go to the Egg Bowl this year with Leach and and the Lane Ooh. Train. Think Sport, about that. Sports Center live from there. You know, we, you know what we'll no, do, you know what we need to do be- Thanksgiving week. between now and then. You know what we need to do? Get you one of them planes. Oof. That little one. private aviation into it's in Oxford this year. Private it aviation is. into Oxford. There's a lot, they got a lot of well heeled people. We'll make that. We got plenty of time. All right, all right, all right. So that's 2020 what, goals. So that's where we're working on getting Steve private plane to uh, Oxford. There in, we go. In the meantime, and in between time, um, it's SVP has a pod. <laughs> See you next week. The SV Pod is presented by DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports.